rich people go to hell and poor people go to heaven. At least that's what it seems when we read this morning's gospel, if we read it very superficially, right? It seems like Jesus is saying, well, you better become poor if you want to make it into heaven. I guess one positive thing nowadays is the economy is probably helping a lot of people get to heaven if that's the case. <laughs> but it's totally not true. If we, even we can go to the gospel, if we go to the gospel of Matthew after the crucifixion of Jesus Christ, it says the following. It says, there is a rich man by the name of Joseph of Arimathea who came and asked Pilate for the body of Jesus Christ. A rich man. Right? He came and he asked for the body of Jesus Christ. He risked his life. Pontius Pilate had just crucified Jesus Christ. And here he walks in the front door and says, you know, I really like that guy you crucified. Can you give, him, give me his body, please? He knew full well that Pilate could have crucified him as well. It goes to show us that Joseph of Arimathea was quite possibly one of the best disciples that Jesus Christ had. The others were in the upper room. They were scared out of their wits. They were behind a locked door. And yet this wealthy man comes and he asks Pilate for the body of Jesus Christ. Tremendous love for the Lord. An amazing disciple. Not only that, if we study our early church history, we'll realize that the early churches of the Christians were the homes of extremely wealthy Christians. Extremely wealthy Christians who had given their lives, who were martyrs, who were killed for the sake of their faith because they loved the Lord. So it clearly can't be the case that rich people go to hell and poor people go to heaven. I think the key to this, to this morning's gospel is the following phrase. It's the rich man in hell, and he says, Father Abraham, have pity on me. Send Lazarus to dip the tip of his finger in water and cool my tongue, for I am suffering torment in these flames. When we hear that phrase, I think the first thing that comes to mind is we start thinking about those torments. We start thinking about hell, right? It's not all that often that we hear a homily about hell, right? So we hear this phrase, and immediately our imagination goes to hell, and we miss one of the key parts of, t of this morning's gospel, and it's the key to unlocking the meaning behind this morning's parable. It's the following. Send Lazarus. Do you realize that this morning's parable is the only parable that Jesus Christ ever told that includes a name? Not only is it the only parable that includes a name, but the rich man calls the poor man by name. He knows his name. He's in hell, and the rich man, we don't know his name, the rich man calls out and says, send Lazarus. He doesn't say, hey, send that poor guy that was outside my gate. He says, send Lazarus. Not only does he know his name, but he remembers his name. 
This morning's parable doesn't say that the rich man died the same day that Lazarus did. Lazarus is the one who's starving to death. Lazarus is the one who's sick. Lazarus is the one who has dogs licking his sores. Most likely, and the gospel doesn't say, but it would be logical to think that the poor man probably died soon, quickly. In the, poor, in the rich man, he was eating sumptuously, he was living it up. He might have just very well lived for years and years and years before he died. And yet, the rich man knew Lazarus' name, and he remembered that name. What does that tell us about this morning's parable? What is Jesus saying? How did this rich man come to know his name? He must have walked past him so many times. He must have even stopped and had conversation with him. He must have even asked the servants of his household, what's his name? And it must have happened enough times that the rich man was so familiar with that poor man. He knew him by name. He, had, he conversed with the man. Right? Unless you're really good at names, it usually takes a conversation or two before you remember someone's name. Right? I can speak for myself. That's my case. Right? You know, there's 2,000 families out there. Right? And multiply that by all the kids on top of that. And that's quite a few thousand people. It's impossible to remember someone's name at the first go. You have to share a meal with that person. You have to have a conversation with that person. You have to, there has to be some way that you can relate the name with a conversation or something that's going on, something that's happening. You've built up a relationship. That's when it's easy to remember someone's name. That's the power of this morning's parable. This rich man knew Lazarus very well. And yet he did nothing. You know, the first reading in the gospel, they're designed to complement each other and to explain. One explains the other. What's the first phrase from this morning's first reading? It says the following, Thus says the Lord, the God of hosts, Woe to the complacent in Zion. The complacent the indifferent, those who never get around to acting, those who see a need and yet say, well, someone else will take care of that. Someone else can do that. I, I'm too busy. Someone else, surely there's got to be a ministry for Lazarus out there somewhere. And yet Jesus Christ gives us a parable that says, it's not only what we do, we're also going to be judged for what we don't do. I think, my dear brothers and sisters, I've gotten to know you over these past two years. We have a beautiful community. We have a beautiful community that does a lot of outreach for the poor, those who are starving. Right? I've seen it with my own eyes. There's so many of you who give your time, right? give your talents. Those who work in St. Vincent de Paul, those who go on the mission trips, those who go on the eye plunge trips, those who go down to downtown Cincinnati, help at the soup kitchens, 
Help the poor, help the needy. There's so many of you who do that, and I know you do that. And then on top of that, there's so many of you who are unable to give your time and you give your hard-earned money so that others can take that and do the same. I know that's the case. There's a lot for us to be happy about, to be thankful for, that this is a community that does stop at the door and does care about Lazarus and does know their name. But my dear brothers and sisters, I think it would be a very superficial reading of today's gospel if we thought that Jesus was only referring to those who are materially poor and those who are starving for food. There are many types of starvation. There are many types of poverty. And these other types, many times we don't recognize them. It's hard to pick out in this congregation who's starving for a welcome. Who's starving for a handshake. Who's hungry for recognition. Who's desperately in need of belonging. And yet, my dear brothers and sisters, they're at our door. They're in our congregation. They're here today. And they might be sitting beside you. My dear brothers and sisters, let's take the time to not be indifferent to those who might be starving beside me. Let's take the time to break out of the circle of friends that I always say hi to, that I always welcome. And just pick out every Sunday or in every party that I go to, pick out one person I don't know and ask them, what is your name? 